are now watching the College Baseball Insider Show. It's behind it. This is Hammer. Left field and we are tied. Wow. Now, here are your hosts, giving you an inside look into the top matchups. It is up, world. We are back at it. We are excited. College baseball is, what, two weeks away? It yep. feels like tomorrow. I, I cannot wait. I uh, hope you guys have had a good off season. For those of you who caught our college football show, welcome back. It's been, what, about a month? So, Q, what's up? It's the greatest time of the year. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm trying to retweet this show out. I'm not great technologically. That's fine. So as you can see, this preseason uh, top 25 show, we're just basically going to be going through the guide. I hope you all have gotten your hands on that and have gotten a read up on on a lot of information that we put into that. Uh, shout out to Johnny V, Noah, Cameron Brock, um, and Smitty, who's not with us today, for uh, for contributing with you know, with all of their information as long as as well as my co-host here, Q, uh, for what he put into this thing. I butchered that. This is terrible. Um That's fine. You only had a season to work it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yesterday was my son's birthday. He turned 12 and he had six kids spend the night. And as you can imagine, a bunch of 12-year-olds, they did not go to bed. They said they were gonna stay up all <laughs> night. They made it till about four or five a.m. Uh, I heard uh, one of them get up to use the bathroom about six, and I thought, God bless y'all have not gone <laughs> to sleep. Uh, but anyways, we're here, energy drink in hand. It's not time for a cold beer yet, um, but we're going to go through the top 25. Q, do you have any initial thoughts on the top 25 before we get into it? Yeah, we talked obviously all season long as we start breaking this down. So last year it was it was it was really down to five teams, maybe even four, um, and then there was a hefty gap in between. Uh, I, I think we're similar but different in a sense, and, and what I mean by that is I don't think it's the same four teams per se. I, I think you probably have a, a closer gap than you did last season. Uh, I'd probably say there's seven or eight teams this year versus you know three or four. Uh, that could easily make a run. And there's a couple teams that within that on paper, and, and I'll break it down in a second, but like a quick example, Texas A&M, right? They could easily be in that group with what their on paper roster looks like. But we could also see that being where they just don't pan out. You know, it's a bunch of quote unquote all-stars together and it just doesn't gel. Uh, so they could be one of the, you know, the mid-tier or the worst teams and maybe one of the teams that preseason hype to actual hype is one of the biggest fall-offs. We just don't know. Uh, so anything in this preseason guide, you know, yes, take it in, be realistic about it. You know, we haven't seen anybody play. We're going off last year's stuff uh, based on returnees, transfer portal, uh, but they still have to play. Um, and we have a decent idea. We're not 100% accurate. If we were, we'd be billionaires. So, that's Well, the last, the last few uh, preseason top 25 – that were eventual national champions. They were preseason ranked. LSU was obviously number one uh, the year before that. It was Ole Miss. They were preseason ranked number six. Uh, before that, I think it was Vanderbilt. They were preseason ranked number one, if I'm going back correctly. So, I mean, like you said, really, you've got your top-tier teams, and then you've kind of got everybody else. And I think that's been uh, indicative in the odds that we've seen. Uh, for those who follow us on Twitter, I tweeted out uh, Jeff Davis over at Circa. He does really good work in college baseball bookmaking. He tweeted out Circa's futures, and those are a good marker to use to kind of compare with other books because he doesn't copy he doesn't copy the lines. So if you get Clemson plus four thousand at Circa and they're plus twenty one hundred at, at Bet Rivers or DraftKings. Uh, obviously, he's a little bit lower on Clemson than somewhere else and and vice versa on other teams you can get value on. So just keep that in mind. Shop around. Always get the best line. Uh, for me, 
top 25. Glad to see so many mid-majors crack the preseason top 25. We'll see if it holds. Uh, I feel like, you know, Kansas State is a very popular team here in the top 25. Um, coming off an okay year last year, Owen Barema was a guy that we, you know, bet on a couple times. And then I've got the maybe the best closer in college baseball and Tyson Neighbors coming back. But I don't know. I think Kansas State's going to have a tough time this year. Uh, outside of that, I mean, we'll we'll wait and see. I think Texas may be a little too low in the rankings. I, I probably would have bumped them up a little bit, but we will see. So let's get right into it with the number one team in Wake Forest. Hey, why don't you go back and just – before we go to that, us, you know, the, the, the colors, the A, the A minus, just oh, kind of cover that. Break it down. Okay. You know, obviously we know it, but somebody reading it or watching this may not quickly. Yeah. So good call. Uh, so basically, D1, uh, D1 baseball does their uh, scouting report and it's on a 2080 scale. So what I've done is taken uh, offense, defense, and then pitching and just average those out. So, like, pitching would be your experience and intangibles mixed with uh, starting rotation, bullpen. And then defense is going to be your fielding, uh, your fielding defense and speed, also intangibles. And then offense is obviously hitting power, uh, another round of intangibles, speed for base running. So that's kind of where they all grade out, as you can see right there, the top five really the the bread and butter of this and then you've got everybody else or i guess top six uh don't want to leave off tcu there um no that would be five i can't yeah, be five let's okay. count i could i couldn't <laughs> see the thing no, you're Camera fine. Was in the way. uh anyways so if anybody has any questions hit us up in the comments but that is that are we ready to move on to wake for us yep all right Wake Forest, we saw them lose uh, in the intro video. Tommy White walked it off in extra innings. Semis. Just absolute heartbreaker. Uh, Wake Forest loses Rhett Louder, Sean Sullivan, and they get the biggest get to me was uh, Chase Burns coming over from Tennessee paired with Josh Hartle. I feel like their pitching rotation is, you know, right up there with Arkansas's, and we'll get to that in, uh, and some of the best in the country. So they lost a lot of, on, on offense, obviously. Adam Ciceri, uh Brock Wilkin, they're gone. They get Lucas in. Lucas Castillo team. transferred. Yeah, it, the name goes on. Tommy Ethan Hawk. Hawk. Or Tommy or, Hawk, yeah. Yeah, Tommy Hawk. But his brother came. His brother's on the team. I saw that. Yeah, All right, but they do it. have Nick Kurtz, who big bat last year, that did really well, 24 home runs. So – do you think Wake Forest gets back to Omaha with this? Yeah, I do. Lack of offense. Okay, good. I We're do. And the reason, I, yeah. So, and I, I kind of wanted to jump on this. So, you and I were texting back and forth. You know, at one point we were all high on this team, right? And then we kind of got to that point as a researcher. Man, they lost a lot on offense. But here's, and, and then we even talked about Chase Burns. You know, he was kind of like a. Uh, spot starter last year, like long reliever. I mean, he had a gem in the College World Series, pitched five scoreless against Stanford. But I think he almost improves, right? So he does have some control issues. Wake Forest has figured out pitching to a science. They are the, the most advanced, and they call it their the pitching lab. They're the most advanced analytical pitching staff in the country by far. Uh, I think that's going to benefit him. And then it, we also talked about and this is no slight to the ACC because it's it's probably the second best conference in baseball, uh, or t close with the Big Twelve. SEC and ACC are different. SEC is, in my opinion, two to three times harder on a on a weekend to weekend basis than the ACC. Now, obviously, you have some good years and some bad years, and it fluctuates. But overall, SEC is better. He's going to benefit from being in the ACC, I think, and it's definitely a lighter schedule than what Tennessee has to face. So. I think he's going to improve, which obviously covers Sean Sullivan and Seth Keener's loss like that. But then we go to the offense. Nick Kurtz last year in the College World Series had a banged-up rib that he really wasn't public about. Now, they did lose Brock Wilkin. But Seaver King, I mean, obviously this is on paper. He comes from Wingate. The, the kid obliterated 
anybody he plays. I think he's going to be okay, especially in the ACC. Then you look at guys like Cam Gill, you know, Ethan Hawk. We saw what his brother did at like four foot eleven, uh, you know, sarcastically, but he's a stud. And Ethan Hawk didn't didn't have bad uh, small numbers, small you know scale and UNC he's used to ACC baseball. I think it's going to be a smooth transition for him. Uh, but I still think Kurtz in that smaller park is just going to be able to rake, especially now that he's healthy. I think we're almost maybe undervaluing the offense a little more. Uh, they're going to find guys. I mean, they're just a, a powerhouse right now. And and I think the offense is going to be a little bit better than what we think, especially in ACC. So to, I'm not saying they're my favorite to win Omaha, but I think they're, they're pretty up there to at least make it. Well, what did we say about LSU all last season as the number one team? We said their bullpen yeah. was was terrible. And it stood in it, but it what happened? Yep. I mean, literally, we were right all season long. Their bullpen was a liability, and in May it was it ended up. So maybe maybe Wake Forest is that team for us this year that we say yeah. their offense yeah, they did. can't get it yeah. clicking, and then they hit Omaha and and bam, their offense yeah. gets clicking. And one more point to that, they did their closer. Now, they did take uh, Virginia Tech's closer in the transfer portal, so that, that helps uh, given the loss of Cole Rowland. Um, Cole Rowland will be out till at least mid to late April. Uh, that could be beneficial, though. You know, if he kind of comes back and can find his form, he's going to be a fresh arm come May and June, which could be phenomenal for that team. But that is a big loss uh, to head into ACC play with. For those of you who don't remember Cole Rowland, Cocaine Cole, he was the Cocaine uh, Cole. <laughs> he was the one that just kept jittering, throwing the ball yeah. up, popping it. He was he was tooted. Check that rising back because he keeps mound. sniffing it. <laughs> oh man, that that dude is is hot class. He could throw crazy. though, man. Yes, he could. All right, so Florida Gators, my guys. Two. I'll just I'll give you the floor, Q. What what gonna, do we need to know that's not already in this guide about the Florida Gators? They're going to win the national championship. It's a bold claim. I'm taking it. Look what how they went down. They were two inches away from winning the College World Series last year in Game One. It, you know, they reloaded. Bernie Donay strikes out a little bit, but there a lot of people say he may have more raw power than Jack. Jack's just a little more consistent. Kate Curlin looked like a, a middle schooler last year. Hit 17 bombs. The kid looks like a full blown adult now. They get Colby Shelton. Dale Thomas has looked really good. Hayden Yost, a freshman, looks really good. Uh, you know, they still return. Um, wow, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, well, they have – okay, and I'm drawing a total blank on his name. He played catcher. Wow. Uh, but anyways, Tyler Shelnut is going to be my X factor for this team. I think you know, he's a senior this year. He's going to be playing a bunch of different spots. I think he's going to have a breakout year. He's torn it up in the fall. I think they're going to be a good place. You look at their pitching. I think their pitching is a little underrated, to be honest. Cade Fisher, he's not going to blow a 98-mile-an-hour fastball, but he was 6-0 last year. He came up clutch against Texas a, uh, Texas Tech, as well as in the College World Series. You get Brandon Neely back, who threw 60 innings, 55 innings. He can go two, three innings as a, a closer. He's one of the best closers in the game, top three, uh, in my opinion. Then you, you get guys like Fisher Jamison. You get Ryan Slater, one of the best middle relievers in college baseball right now. Pitched phenomenal for him last year. He's back looking great. Then there's this kid I keep telling you about, Liam Peterson. He might be the Friday night starter come May. And that's not even because Cade Fisher's doing anything bad because this kid is that legit. And then, of course, you got Cags, the power hitter who is protected in a lineup. You can't just throw away to him because the other guys can hit home runs. But then – his pitching has looked better in the fall. He had a little three-quarter slot last year. He's a little higher, a little tighter, and they're saying it has improved his control. I mean, you could throw 101 with control. You could beat anybody in baseball. So I, I think this team, the way they lost last year, I know they're my team, but I, I think I'm pretty unbiased. Last year I did pick against them a couple times in some series. I, I think they're the national championship this year. I hope that we get – Florida and Arkansas in an all SEC affair as we dive into my Razorbacks. That's the best match rank number three. Uh, okay, so shout out Mason Choate with Hogbeat. That's the rivals syndicate for Arkansas. I we talked for probably an hour and twenty minutes the other day, but uh, a couple of things. Transfer from Sacramento State. It is the Heva, like with a V. The Heva Alloy, and you want to remember that name. The kid's Stug. got 
He has got some swag coming over from Sac State. He Mason said he's a little shy in the media, but the kid brings it on at the plate, man. We don't uh, need him to Jack talk. Wagner. Uh, <laughs> Jack Wagner is yeah. uh Jared's is, brother. No, he's not. Uh, oh, he's not? Oh, I thought no, he was. <laughs> no. Uh they're Wagner spelled differently. They're too. cousins. Arkansas it cousins. Jared Wagner with the E. Jack Cousins misspell. Yeah. yeah, he's anyway, a stud though. Kendall Diggs, absolutely just monstrous this year. Uh, monstrous expectations. Peyton Stovall, this is a guy that a lot of people may not pay attention to because his batting average has not been good. He's been hurt. But this guy turned down millions of dollars to come play college baseball at Arkansas. He is he's he was one of the top prospects, and he is finally 100% healthy. He's back. Peyton Holt. He's the glue guy on third. He is the X factor uh, to me. That guy I mean, kept that team together last year. My biggest concern for the Razorbacks was going to be offense, but after seeing what they're doing in fall camp, uh, I mean, I I think we'll be just fine. Hagen Smith has been absolutely unhittable. Uh, Mason Molina was until yesterday. I think he got tattooed a couple times uh, by some big hits, but uh, ben McLaughlin's probably going to be holding down first. And, you know, it's just going to be a committee that Dave Van Horn puts together and finds that that lineup that jives. And I, I think the biggest question mark for a lot of Razorback fans is the catcher position. We've got four guys that could all be legitimate starters. Yeah. Dave is really high on a freshman, uh, Ryder, Ryder Helfrich. He's They'll all get playing time early. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the best bat, uh, best raw talent we've got. But, you know, we've got some older guys, too, that are really good. Hudson White, one that transferred over from Texas Tech with Mason Molina. They're they're going to have a good year. Uh, I think definitely getting back to Omaha just with the pitching rotation between Hagen Smith, who I think is the best pitcher in college baseball this season. He has elevated his game to another level. And that's not came just him, though. Two scouts. Uh, he's touching 102, 103 miles per hour on his fastball. He's learned a splitter. Uh, Mason Molina, like I mentioned, from Texas Tech. And then you've got Brady Tiger probably falling in that Saturday slot. I mean, this pitching rotation is second to none. Top in my two in opinion. the country. Yeah, top two. Uh, outside of that, you have anything else to add about the Razorbacks or? No, I mean, well, I say this. I hope I'm pretty certain in saying Florida and Arkansas make it. I hope they're on opposite sides so that you do have the chance of potentially having two of the best teams in baseball against each other. I would hate to see them have to eliminate each other prior to the finals. I'd hate to see Arkansas have to eliminate Florida. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Your national champs, number four LSU Tigers, without Paul Skeens. Without Ty Floyd, without Dylan Cruz, what are the Tigers going to do this year? I know I did the preview. I want to hear it you from know, you, though, because I think I've heard this bullpen is now very good, which was a weakness last year. But Gavin Gidry and Thatcher Hurd, like these were guys that are now going to be expected to step into starting rotation roles. I know you've got well, they have Ackenhauser still. Yeah, you get Luke Holman from Alabama, which I think is big. We were high on Holman last year. He was yeah. the pitcher that was going to go for Alabama when the whole betting scandal happened. Uh, he was ended up being scratched, and the rest is history. Gage Jump comes over from UCLA, but we talked about the Pac-12. I mean, the Pac-12. Well, he had any pitch last year. He was hurt. Um. I don't know what to make of that. I mean, can he really step into a, an SEC starter role and put up numbers? We'll see. But Thatcher heard, you know, he was nothing to write home about last year. And Luke Coleman will probably end up being your Friday night ace, I would assume. I would Outside think. of Tommy White on offense, I mean, I just think the Tigers lost way too much that I don't think Jay Johnson's going to be able to make it back to Omaha. I think this team has a potential to be really good or not make Omaha at all. And I say that like if that's your herd from the college world series shows up, 
he's going to, they're going to be great because you, if, if you go that, that herd that we saw Luke Coleman, and then I almost think Gidry is going to jump into the starting lineup. I mean, Gage jump hasn't pitched in a long time coming off injury. That's tough to then have to slide in the sec. I think he's going to take some lumps early on. Um, so that'd be interesting. But if you don't get the herd, you know, if you get the inconsistent herd that we saw during the regular season, it's going to be a long season for these guys. I mean, they can hit, but I'm also curious to see Tommy White didn't have the pressure last year. You know, they had guys like Trey Morgan, who was the undeniable leader of that team. You had Hayden Travinsky, who could mash the ball. You had Dylan Cruz. You had Paul Skeens. You had all these guys to take the pressure off. Tommy could just go out there and just have fun, right? Tommy's the guy this year. Now, granted, he was the guy at NC State, but nobody really knew his name. He kind of blew up, but he was by himself. Then he goes to LSU where he's not. Let's see him prime time. We know what Tommy's about. We have an expectation for him. What is he in a spotlight? Then you also have to factor in the hungover feeling of a national championship. And not only that, but you look at the teams you're playing. Your schedule was extremely tough. You're not an ACC guy or a mid-major you know, mid where you kind of just sleepwalk through half the schedule until you wake it up. You sleepwalk through the SEC, you're middle to lower tier, struggling to be a two or a three seed in a regional tournament. So they've got to be all cylinders, lights on from pitch one. So that'll be interesting to me. On paper, I think they have the guys that can do it. But what's what's up here going to be like? Does it get to their head? And then do these guys, you know, perform to their their best ability is the question. You know, they, they have a lot of potential, but a lot of unknown at the same time. And it's not uncommon for your national champ to miss Omaha altogether the following season, as we just saw Old Miss do it. All right, let's get over to TCU. And the Horn Frog squad, it's, I mean, they returned a lot. Ben Abel was a guy that I really kind of fell in love with over the, the postseason. Dude was money. And unfortunately, at the hands of the Arkansas Razorbacks batting lineup, I saw that. Uh, Cole Klecker returns. You got two-way player Peyton Tolley, I think is how we say it. Uh, yeah. Anthony Silva, Carson Bowen, they're, uh, they're back on offense. What do you think of the Horn Frogs as they are the shortest shot to win the Big Twelve? Really, the I only like them. Big Twelve team preseason ranked in the top twenty-five outside of uh, I think Kansas State and Texas, but they're on down the line. So, what do you think? Do the Horn Frogs get back to Omaha with that magic? I, I certainly think so because of their pitching. We always say that you know, while there's two factors to me that win you ball games is, is pitching, and we saw it last year. If you can't hit the home run in this day and age, you're just not going to make it that far. TCU kind of did it on a whim last year, so that's slightly concerning for me. They don't have a Jack Cags. They don't have a Tommy White-type guy, Nick Kurtz. Maybe Peyton Tolley steps up into that role, um, but they have the pitching to get there. Uh, I think the Big 12 baseball is kind of down from from the years we've seen. Um, I, to your point, I think Texas Tech should be higher than what they are. They're not even in the top 25, but – Texas just had a big loss. Uh, Luke Storm transferred from Dukes, no longer going to play for them for um, unexpected reasons. I, one, I hope he's healthy. Two, I hope everything's all right, and I wish him the best of luck. But that's really going to hurt Texas. Texas is very unproven. They lost a lot of their their veteran guys last year that were battle-tested and run producers, so that's a question mark for me. There's really no reason why TCU can't make it back and, and have a pretty easy run you know, through the Big 12 especially from the regular season. Now I could see them not really caring about the big 12 title because they made Omaha last year. They know what it's going to take. Are they going to rest those guys, you know, in the tournament because they have bigger aspirations. That's something to look forward to as we gamble down the line into that territory of tournament bets, things like that. But TCU's got a lot of talent. Anthony Silva, you know, Carson Bowen, Peyton Tully offensively. We just got to see if they can kind of put it all together like they did last year. They've got the team to do it. And I believe in it. All right, we'll see. I know a lot of uh, TCU fans I met last year that do podcasts and it's stuff. Glad Trey Richardson's club. gone, though. Lufting Drinking Club. <laughs> uh, we'll see if your, your Horn Frogs are back in Omaha. Moving over to a team that I think is vastly overrated. Yes. Coming in yes. the number six slot, Vanderbilt. I get it, kind of. No, you You've don't. got the legacy of Tim Corbin. Devin Futrell, who was probably the best pitcher 
on that staff last year, Carter Holton returning. But the offense is horrible, and then it got worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean Holton's the best pitcher by Enrique far. But... Bradfield, who gave you such a spark last year. But this offense was abysmal. I I don't well, know. Well, I'm drawing a blank. They lost their best, their best hitter, uh, transferred to, what, NC State? Who? Um, the name will come to me. It's it's Parker Holden. Oh, yeah, he transfers their best hitter. Their their offense sucks now. And and this was Jonathan Bastine and Chris Maldonado. Really, they're not. I mean, Jaden it, Davis. It's all I mean, gonna fall on them. But nobody on that team batted over a thousand OPS. You know, it's crazy though. The they they led the league them. though. They led the league in SEC, which I think was the most on paper stat of any last yeah. year. They sucked. Now, granted, they won the SEC tournament, but again, Florida, LSU, like they were preparing for regionals, supers, like they didn't care. Uh, same with Arkansas. Carter Holton is healthy. I mean, he's the best pitcher when he is healthy. He was dominant for his first three starts, and he had some elbow soreness. Does does that continue? Like, is he one hundred percent healthy, and can he sustain that health? Uh, they have a great pitching, but again, pitching can only take you so far. And I don't see this offense getting any better than last year, personally. Same. All right, Oregon State, a team we bet on last year and won a little Good bit of team. money with their pitching staff. Yeah, I think the pitching staff really needs to step up. Uh, Jacob Matz and Aiden May should be a, a solid one-two punch in a Pac-12 that I just don't think has a lot of big hitters outside of Oregon State. So the Beavers are the shortest shot to win the Pac-12, probably appropriately priced. Do you think the Beavers end up in Omaha? Yeah, I think they got an easy path. Traditionally, the West has an easier path, but I will say they always do get the two seed SEC team, which you know can be a pain. Uh, but generally, they have an easier path than maybe the South schools in the Midwest. I think Aiden May is going to get better. He kind of struggled at Arizona, uh, but I think Oregon State's a better ball club. He's probably getting better you know, coaching from a pitching aspect. So I think that'll be improved. We know what Jacob Kamatz is. I think this is a team that maybe is getting, I don't know if it's disrespect, but just maybe not an, as much love as they probably should as the number seven team. You know, Oregon, Oregon lost a lot last year. They, they, in my opinion, they kind of came out of nowhere. Do they sustain that? I'm not sure. Oregon state has shown sustainability. They've won several national titles in the last, you know, 20 years. They're a team that, I think is is going to be legit. You look at their offense. I mean, Travis Bazana, Kevin Tooley, you know, a couple other guys. Uh, they just Brady Casper. They have a team that can hit Corvallis's baseball town. Stop sleeping on Oregon State. I, I think you're stealing money at plus three hundred in the Pac-12, and I think to make Omaha is a pretty sure bet. Yeah, those conference odds they cut more so in half. But yeah, uh, we got plus three hundred. I think the last time I saw it, they're like around even money. So I think it's still worth it. All right. Texas A&M. I know a lot of people are high on them. We're going to have to pick up the pace here. Their yeah. bats are going to be great. Pitching is where they struggled last yeah. year. And we'll see Montgomery, who is one of the biggest names in the transfer portal outside of Chase Burns. We'll see if he can come over and help out the Aggies. But I, I'm just not buying them yet. I need to see this pitching staff. Um, they lost. Nathan they got the Detmer, coach to do it, though. Ace, yeah. Schloss Nagel got to Omaha his first season at A and M, and they kind of fell off. Yeah, so, I agree. Long story short, Fabio they got. The it's going to be a stud. Um, he was last year. I just, I, I don't think. Like, here's the tough part. Omaha, you got eight teams. Okay, are you putting A and M yet? In yet? They're a top 12. They got to get to that eight, in my opinion. Yeah. But they're a team. They've got the talent to make it. It's just whether they pan out. Yeah. So I think, I think long story short, pitching is their key. All right. Tennessee. It's, it's crazy. They go from, you know, not being very good at hitting last year, having a really good pitching staff, and now it's flip flop. So, yeah. you know, here at NCAA Insiders, me personally, I like pitchers. I'm going to hand, hand, handicap any team around their pitching staff. They do have a guy, uh, Drew Beam. You know, he he was 
probably your best pitcher last year in a room with Chase Burns and Chase Dolander as far as stats go. He was the solidified guy that came in, Yeah, uh, I think, game three starter. There was There's a difference, though, from Sunday to Friday. For sure. And Cannon Peebles transfers over from NC State and uh, Billy Amick from Clemson. Clemson, yeah. So, you know. There's still Tony questions, D, though. Still questions. Tony Vitello is going to have a questionable staff, but at the end of the day, I think Tony V is the type of coach that's going to fire his guys up and could make it to Omaha. Yeah. I mean, there's still questions on offense. They've improved on paper with Amick and Peebles, but, you know, Christian Moore had an up-and-down season. The 304 kind of makes him, in my opinion, a little inflated. You know, Blake Burke, some of the most power in the in the country. What does he do? So uh, they've just got to find consistency in hitting and pitching and, and put it together at the same time. So shout out Harrison Statletics. There go it is. follow them. He said, go Vols. I'm, hey, I'm with throw you. Some, throw I'm, some questions in the chat. We'll answer. Dude, Vols are, Vols are growing on me here. I, I think this team could be special. All right, ECU, America's darling, the first mid-major, the bed, the highest-ranked mid-major, the Pirates, behind Carter Spivey and Trey Savage. Okay, I like this Pirates team, and not just because of the pitching. I just – I think this team should be able to run the American, and I want to see a couple mid-majors in the College World Series. But talk me out of it. You you did the preview on them. Yeah. What, what am I, know I this team ECU outside of their – I know they've got a lower-tier offense, but the yeah. pitching is pristine, in my opinion. The offense. I mean, they have guys, Jacobs Cowart, Makarevich, you know, uh, Lane Hoover. They battle-tested guys. Carter Cunningham really has to step up. The The problem I see here is uh, – I'm sorry, Makarevich, I don't believe he's there. Um I think he transferred to yeah. NC State. Yeah. Anyways, Trey Savage is good. Uh, Josh Grozy's not there. Carter Spivey's not there. Jesus, did you even touch this slide? <laughs> this is last year's. Uh, Beal, you know, they've got some good dudes. I just – offense, man, they're not consistent. And this – I'm not going to dime any names out, but sources say Cliff Godwin. Um, sometimes it's a shit show behind a locker room doors uh, sometimes the consistency is not there so they've got to put it together and east carolina's doesn't blow you out of the water they've got to get the perfect bracket matchup and sadly they haven't in several years so hopefully they get a a weaker ended bracket and they can finally break that curse because i think ecu fans out in omaha uh, would burn that city down all right let's move over to duke you did the preview on them. Their pitching staff is really good. Fran O'Shell, he's going to be uh, a yeah. really good reliever. He Santucci. may be a starter. I'll uh, keep it short. Yeah. They've got to stay healthy on the mound. Devils. If they can stay healthy on the mound, they've got top five pitching staff in the country from, from starters to bullpen. Offense is going to be their problem. Outside of Alex, they're pretty unproven. So offensively, they've got to find some guys to step up. And pitching-wise, they've got to stay healthy. That's just bottom line. All right. As I sit here and frantically go through to find East Carolina, because I pulled fine. a lot of this information off yeah, D1. You're fine, dude. They're wrong. We're wrong. All right. NC State, another ACC team that you did the preview on. Hey, there's I, Alec Makarevich. <laughs> ah, <laughs> there yeah. he is. That's See, I cool, knew dude. I typed that name twice, and I should have gone back yeah. and looked, but – Hey, but it's fine. Wake Forest baseball still has Lucas Castillo starting for him. So I did not proofread this, but also I sent this out to several I missed it. college baseball I missed minds, it. and you all yeah. missed it. So shame on us. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, this team right. highly overrated, in my opinion. Uh, I think their pitching staff is okay. I think they're consistent, but they're not dominant. And I think you have to be dominant in the ACC offensively. They've got a couple guys uh, they can they can hit well, you know. Makarevich is is probably their best hitter. Um, Jacob Kozart probably one of the best catchers in baseball, but outside of that, they're kind of unproven. Uh, I think their pitching staff again they're not elite. Uh, Thirteen, in my opinion, is too high. Now, I will say this team, man, they do uh, they do exceed expectations. So 
I hope they prove me wrong. It's cool to see NC State when they're good in baseball, but I just I think they lost too much last year from the mound as well as hitting to to really make a splash. Let me tell you, this pitching staff has been here. It seems like forever. Yeah, they Matt Willodson <laughs> pitched against Kevin Cops in the Fayetteville <laughs> Super Regional. It's crazy, man. Like four years ago. What's yeah. going on? All right. Anyways, Virginia getting to another one. Man, you like had to go back to back to back to back doing the ACC preview. Uh, Virginia Cavaliers. I like, I like this them. team a lot. Yeah, I do too. I liked them last year. Uh, was it Wolfolk that they lost the pitcher? No, you've got No, him. well, they lost all three of their starters. Connolly. Uh, well, they lost Connolly. Uh, Connolly. Yeah. yeah, they've, they've lost – uh, lost uh, Edgerton. Brian Edgerton was was a stud on Saturday. Now Jack O'Connor was a freshman last year. He was a often on Sunday guy. I like him a lot to to kind of lead it. Brad Hodges and then Jay Wolfolk. We don't really know what it's going to be. I mean, he is last year. He was kind of their setup man slash closer um, in in high impact times. They're trying to stretch him out to maybe be that Sunday starter, but I could see him kind of being in that Brandon Neely role where. Like last year, he had 30 innings. Maybe this year he has 60. So you get a two, three-inning kind of guy. Uh, Brian O'Connor figures out pitching. He just does. He's a legend at it. I'm not concerned when there's names that I necessarily don't jump out to me because I know he's going to be fine in that aspect. Don't stress the pitching. The offense, they lost a little bit of power last year with Kyle Teal leaving. Um, wow, I can't even think of his name. It was their best hitter. Uh Jake Geloff, I'm sorry, and Ethan O'Donnell, the center fielder that really shined late. But they got guys, Ethan Anderson's one of the, the more powerful catcher first baseman utility guys out there. Griffo Farrell batted just under three, under 400. Uh, Jacob French should be really solid. You know, they have some other guys in the lineup. They're going to hit the ball. There's no doubt about that. They're a very good gap hitting team. They're going to stroke you for doubles all day long and score runs. This Virginia team is one of the few teams that doesn't need power to beat you. They beat you with fundamental baseball, and they are probably the best college in fundamental baseball and all of college baseball year in and year out. I think if you take Virginia to win the ACC, it's it's not a bad idea. I mean, it sucks they have to go through Wake Forest to do it, but they're a team that they don't have to win the ACC to make it to Omaha. They've got a pretty favorable schedule. They really yeah, don't play a lot of home games. Lot of, yeah, they don't really play a whole lot of tough games. They, they do have a game with Iowa on February 24th. That should be a fun game. Yeah, for uh, sure. But then – they go at Miami, and then they get mm. Wake Forest at home. Big. Uh, North Carolina at home, at Louisville, and at Duke. But I don't know. I, there's something special about the Cavs this year. I think they find their way back to Omaha. Uh, speaking of North Carolina, <laughs> man, Jake Whew. Knapp. Yeah. That was their whole pitching staff, in That's, my opinion. Uh, and he was hit or miss. I've not heard Jake Knapp. Out for the season, yeah. Or out for the season, majority of the time. Uh, sucks, man. Spring, spring injuries before the season yeah. starts. Arkansas has been through them. Just a tough, tough thing. But anyways, give us the scoop on the rest of the Tar Heels. Uh, they've got probably the best pitching class in terms of freshmen coming in. You know, Jake Mapp was kind of their leader last year. Connor Bovere really couldn't get it done, so it sounded like they were sliding him back into the pen. He might have to slide back up now just due to attrition. It's a lot of pressure on those freshmen. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying it's extremely hard to do in the ACC. And offensively, they're going to score, but they're also going to give up a lot of runs. I mean, if for the first few weeks, if you can find some overs, take them because it's, it's going to be ugly. All right. Texas Longhorns, this is a team I, I really like. I think they're undervalued here. Now, they did just lose – uh, the transfer from Duke, Luke Storm. What'd you tell me? Luke Storm, yeah, he just has decided to step away from baseball altogether. Yeah, he's probably their best power hitter on paper. That sucks. Porter Brown, solid. Peyton Powell, solid. Tanner Witt was a guy that last year he came back from injury. He really struggled. I mean, you see it almost on 11 ERA. That's not going to cut it. LeBaron Johnson Jr., he really stepped up later on in the season. I think, you know, you had Pete Hansen, then you had Lucas Gordon. I I just think Texas reloads that Friday night guy 
and LBJ is about to be that guy for Texas. If Tanner Witt can live up to some of his hype and play well, Texas is going to be a very dangerous team. You've also got Charlie Hurley, who played a lot last year. Uh, I I love Texas, and I Tanner's think they're going to the be the one team. I think they're going to be the one team that really challenges TCU for the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean Tanner Witt's the X factor for that team. All right, going over to another mid-major darling in the Gauchos, UC Santa Barbara. I know a lot of people are high on them. This pitching staff is great. Mike Gutierrez, uh, Matt Agar, Hudson Barrett, one of the best closers in college baseball, coming into the season with a sub-two ERA. Just absolutely solid. Offense, not that flashy, but they should be able to get it done in a big west that's not very good. I took them plus 110 to win the conference. I just feel like that's free money. When you've got top-tier teams in, in, a, in a bad conference, like they're going to win every series, every weekend. Yeah. I mean, we saw Campbell do it last year. It, yeah, they may drop one or two games. But in conference play, when you're talking about this bet being plus 110 and all they have to do is win more regular season conference games than their opponents, that's that's value to me. Uh, when yeah. you've got Indiana State minus 150 who lost a lot and you've got UC Santa Barbara plus 110, you've got teams like Coastal Carolina, which we're going to get into next. Do you have anything to add on UC Santa B? Nah, it's one of the teams, uh, I'm not going to lie, I didn't. I didn't cover a major amount. I mean, I know they brought back Ager, Hudson Barrett, but again, yeah, I think he it perfectly. Love you, buddy. Thank you for previewing these. He'll be on. Uh, yeah, he'll be on. He had some stuff to do today, so but we'll slowly enter him into the college baseball realm. I'm sure he's got a UC Santa Barbara. He can tie it to an '80s one-hit wonder song. Probably so. <laughs> uh, all right, Coastal Carolina, another one that I'm high on. Took him plus two. I like this team a lot. Maybe. Plus 275, they, they can absolutely rake. I mean, this is a team that is going to outscore you. I don't care if they win 20 to 19. They just hit, man. The Chanticleers are going to be good. I think Riley Eikhoff could really step up, too. I do, too. Uh, I got, think Darren Horn as well. Uh, Matthew Potok, I think he's back. He was a guy that pitched last year. I think they've got the guys there. I don't think they're elite by any means, but in a Sunbelt conference that – is good, not great. I think their offense is just at such an elite level. Nobody is going to be able to outscore them. Their best shot is going to be uh, pitching against them. For sure. I mean, you're just going to have to throw your best guy and, and hope that you can cool down these bats. Uh, well, to Alabama, touch on them, to touch on oh, them real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Gary Gilmore, 2000. He's been with them for he's. Gary Gilmore is a head coach. He's been with him for 25-plus years. He won a title in 16 when nobody thought they would. Baseball, and this is going to sound crazy, and just please go with me because it's tried and true in this sport. Superstition in baseball is a real thing. It's it's one of the most gut-feeling sports that you can do and, and see play out. And Gary Gilmore's last year is this year. He, he came out last year and said it. He said last year he didn't even know what to expect from this team, and they make it all the way to – you know, regionals, they were a team that definitely overperformed. They already hit. Baseball is a weird sport where a coach's final write-off could be in Omaha. Even though this is a mid-major, this is how it works. And every eight years, we've seen, thanks to Ben Upton for finding a stat, a mid-major wins a College World Series. They were the last team to do it eight years ago. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but in baseball, stars do align. That's a real thing. Coastal's got the mix, man. A legendary coach. A great storyline, a hell of an offense. And like you said, Eikhoff and Darren Horn, you really only need a couple of stud pitchers. I think they might have the team that can get it done. I agree. And believe me, I know how the world can turn for a baseball team. Yeah. I watched Arkansas <laughs> do it against Oregon State. One foul ball drop. Literally. And Moises salute for the Cubs. We're gonna lose I mean, that game. We might as well not even show up to play game three because we lost yeah. that game on that one play. Storylines in baseball are a real thing. It is a real thing. All right. Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh their new head coach just escaped me. I may have put it in the guide, but I can't read it right now. I'm trying uh, to explain, but he came from Rob, played from, Rob uh, came from Maryland. Um they've had success with teams from Maryland. Bear Bryant? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, Durkin what was the last guy that got oh, in trouble for like DJ. beating kids or something. Nah, DJ had to play um, die on his watch. No, that was it. That, yeah. Anyway, but I'll say this, man. Gonna, down down year for the tide. Down year. Getting Hess is good. I think outside of that, their starting pitching rotation's gonna struggle. Uh, Aiden yeah. Moza, he didn't get a lot of innings last year. I don't know how good they're gonna be against the SEC. That's the problem, man. The SEC just kind of cannibalizes each other. You've got to have really good pitching staff. You got to have really good bats. If you don't have them in like week in and week out, you're, you're not going to win the SEC. It's going to be very tough to even finish above 500 in the SEC. Uh, and we've kind of seen that. I mean, the two elite teams in the SEC last year, uh, Arkansas, Florida, LSU, yeah. you throw them in. They are obviously elite, but I'm thinking win totals. You got 20. Arkansas and Florida tied with 20 and 10. LSU had less than that. So, like, it's it's tough, man. If you can just win two out of three, you're good. But Alabama, I just don't think they've got enough in the tank. I think they can sneak one win. But when you're talking about going up against the other teams Friday night, guy two, I just don't think this lineup's going to have enough. Do you think – and this is my only question because you said it perfectly. Do you think we'll get Alabama lines again? Or do you think Brad Bohannon really ruined it? Because last no, year, they I think, put the lines out. Yeah, I think we will. I sound like I smoked Marlboro Reds last night. Um, <laughs> I can't shake this COVID flu thing we've got going on. All right, if you don't have anything else to add, I cannot wait to talk about the Iowa Hawkeyes. Brody Brecht, uh, Marcus Morgan, I think best one-two punch in the Big Ten, which is You're not really – Kate Oberlander, or however you say his name. Cape Obermuller. Something well, like that. if if it's a one-two punch, that's just two. It's a three-hitter. I can't. That's really a combo. Tie in a a one-two-three punch, but if you did, you could. Uh, okay, Iowa Hawkeyes. This is a very good team last year, and Brody Break really didn't bring his best stuff. They upset no. LSU. If you remember that game, we were on it plus two hundred and something. Yep. I can't remember, uh, but. I think the Hawkeyes are really talented in what is going to be a pretty down Big Ten. I know a lot of people are high on Indiana. Uh, Maryland lost a lot. You know, there were a team last year we backed with like Jason Savicle and uh, that pitching rotation. But I really think it's the Hawkeyes and everybody else, and I think that's pretty evident in their conference odds. So I did bet the Hawkeyes, and we'll get into that later in the best bets. But do you have anything else to add on this team? I'm I'm yeah, really man. excited to see how Brecht improves. I mean, this dude was touching like 103, 104, and you know if he could just get that control down, well, I think dude, he will. He could be next level. I think he will. People don't realize he was a two-time athlete playing for football as well. He's dropped football, so this is his 100% obligation, which that takes a lot on a college athlete between education and trying to manage two schedules. Uh, now he's able to focus on baseball. I think it's going to pay dividends. The best. Top, you know, top five rotation with those three guys. Uh, offense, they don't have any major names. I mean, Michael's, Michael Seeger's one of their better hitters, Sam Peterson. Uh, as long as they can kind of stay consistent on offense, their their pitching staff is just going to anchor them down. And then, you know, I think, that you, like you said, uh, the Big Ten, it's almost mid-major baseball at this point. Uh, really, their only competition this year is going to be Indiana, and we'll touch on them. But I, I think Indiana's just got to show it to me. I mean, they haven't in the past few years, so – with Iowa showing us what they did last year uh, and Indiana not really showing us, I've I've got to lean Iowa here. And I have a All ticket right. on them. Getting over to some more Big 12, you got the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Gavin Cash, Kevin Basil, these guys, are you going to be surprised if the Red Raiders end up in Omaha? No, I, I think it's um, – and I'm strongly considering – Almost head, you know, going against my TCU bet with Texas Tech. I think it's like plus seven, six twenty-five. I think this team, as long as their pitching staff with Zane Petty, Kyle Robinson, and some guys like that can just stay consistent, they've got one of the best offenses in the country on paper. I mean, they're just they can hit lights out with power. Uh, they did it against Florida. You know, they're they're a good team in a Big Twelve that I think is a little down, as we talked about earlier. I think. They have the offense, and as long as their pitch can hand, they can take down TCU. Uh, Texas Tech is one of those dark horse, dangerous teams. They've just got to put it all together at the same time. <laughs> Smitty said no Penn State. 
I got to put these on here. <laughs> He's been killing it in comments. Uh, hey, Penn, Penn State's going to be better, though. They got uh, – before we touched on them, they got a brand-new coach. They stole Boston College's new coach. And uh, Adams the series there, biggest player in probably Penn State history. It's looking up. All right, UCLA Bruins. I Look, outside of, I think, Deuce Gorson, this team just kind of put me to sleep while I was previewing it. Uh, nothing the past really three years. excites me. I mean, and and that's been the case. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's been the case for a few years now. Uh, coming off of 28, 24, and one, they tied season last year. I I mean, this team doesn't excite me. They're plus 750 to win the conference. I don't think that's a good value bet. They are preseason ranked number 22, but why? I mean, they don't really don't have know. solid pitching staff. Hitting is going to be down in the big, uh, the Pac 12 altogether. I feel like. I don't know. I take them or leave them. I mean, it's like D one just had to put another Pac twelve team in here. I guess they didn't. Yeah, and it's not I Stanford. Guess. All right, I love this team, Northeastern Huskies. They're gonna win it all. Not really, probably not. Uh, but led by Mike Sirota, Avon Cabral, dude Wyatt Scotty. They've had they have a very legit pitching staff. They have a tough lineup in Sirota and Maldonado. I think, and JP, look at that. Brand recognition wins out. I completely agree. <laughs> this is why you just bet these little mid-major darlings to make the College World Series. You can find these odds. Bet Rivers has them. I think FanDuel may have them. I can't remember. Uh, I'll try to look and, and take them to win their conference if they're plus money. I don't care if it's plus 100. I don't care yeah, if it's they were plus, plus 800. Plus Take it. It's value. Yeah, they should have been minus 150 if Indiana State's minus 150. In I agree. Like, that's that's, that's where the value is. It's 100 if points of value. That type of number on Indiana State and then not do that for teams like UCSB and, and 100 uh, points of value there. Yeah, 100%. Thank you guys for the comments. It's been fun. Yeah, appreciate uh, it. Okay, we're almost done, y'all. This has been. A long show, long show. All right, number 24, Kansas State. I alluded to earlier, Owen Barima, five ERA guy, Tyson or Tyler Rule, another five ERA guy. Yeah. But Tyson Neighbors, best closer in the country, probably. Uh, bats are so-so. Nobody hit over 1,000 OPS, to my knowledge, last year that had any significant. They're just going to get base hits. Play to timely hits, yeah. But in a Big Twelve where you've got some pretty salty guys, and like Cole Klecker and and LBJ and some other uh, some other guys, tough. I'm sure Oklahoma State's always got guys. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. You give, you give K State any love here? Not in the conference. I think the season's just too long. I think there's a couple teams that are just gonna dominate it. Uh, but you know they could get hot make a college world series run. I'm not saying it's possible, but uh, they have the pitching staff to do it. If their offense can stay consistent, I'm not saying it's impossible. Uh, I'm not as high on him as you are. I mean, I'm extremely high on Ty neighbors, but he's one guy. That's a lot to ask uh, just coming out of the big 12. Yeah. And a closer on I mean, the right track though. On the right track. Let's be honest. A closer is only good if you have a lead and I don't yeah. know how many leads are going to, yeah. you know, they're going to come into him They're coming better, out though. Yeah. Uh, okay. 24-25, South Carolina. This is a team that I just feel like got put in here because there was no one else to put in. Uh, Good Eli offense. Jones, I Matthew think that's Becker, why. They returned guys that didn't throw a whole lot of innings last year. Eli Jones was probably their best returning pitcher. Yeah. Uh, Cole Messina, sure. Gavin Cassis, though. Ethan Petrie, who had a phenomenal freshman season. The team can hit. All right, they're going to be legit. Pitching is going to be the biggest question mark. Yeah, you lose guys, and their names have escaped me. Mahoney, I can picture him. Mahoney, uh, your guy from uh, Conway. Yep, Hicks, James Hicks. Hicks. Yep, James Hicks. But they did get their closer back, Chris Veach, a little short guy. He had a little uh, arm issue towards the end of last season, but he's. I mean, he can lock it down. This team's definitely going to put themselves in a position offensively to win. Uh, it's just what's the starting rotation do? You know, Becker had some good moments, but he wasn't consistent. 
And this was a team last year that I ended up jumping on like midway through because they their odds had gotten so out of whack because of, you know, early season. They couldn't figure out the pitching staff, but like you could tell all the tools were there. So this may be a team you just monitor closely. The odds right now to make the College World Series are plus 180 to win it all. I like it. 500. Like that's not that's not great. Uh, they're their odds are actually more of what like a top 10 team would be. So just pump the brakes on the Gamecocks and we'll see. Uh, you have anything else before we get into conference and best no. bets? Nope. What are you even doing here? I don't know. I mean, you said it best. Why, why repeat you? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just trying to stall to pull up slides I've nice. been doing a lot of work behind. I'm the producer of the show too. Uh, all right, conference pick them. I'm gonna let you roll through them. I'm I'm so glad Johnny V didn't curse us with the the like pick them and all do Wake Forest because I do think Wake Forest wins this conference. But I like the Virginia bet. Uh, I do too. We're all I think all it's unison something. on on Iowa as well. But I'll let you kind of go through. Yeah, yeah. Pre- preface: your- This is. This isn't ACC tourney. This is just regular season. So you're going to have a regular season champion, but you're also going to have the ability to bet a ACC tourney. So don't stress. You know, Wake Forest is probably not going to win ACC tourney. They didn't last year. They don't care about it. I think they can win the division, you know, on a regular season basis. Got us, like I said earlier, I know Johnny and Noah's on Indiana. For me, I have to see it go from paper to on the field. I respect their picks. I, I see why they make their picks. Uh, but Yumi and Smitty are on Iowa. I think we just have to be proven otherwise with that top three rotation. You're on Texas. You're a little higher than me. I just have to see their offense be consistent as well as Tanner Witt. I like TCU. I think the pitching will get it done in a semi-down uh, Big 12. I, I think Texas Tech can contend them. That would be the team that I would bet in place of TCU if I had to. Uh, I think you're crazy with Oregon. Uh, I think Oregon State is uh, – I, I like that. I like that we didn't go unison, but I think Oregon State's just head and shoulders going to be above. Um, and then, uh, but Eugene has some magic, so you might be onto something. Uh, we talked about Breck earlier, JP. He's now focused on baseball. I think you'll see a, an improved Breck, uh, which will get him deeper and more consistent. Uh, I like Arkansas. I know you don't like me taking that team, but I think when you look at the schedule, I think they have the easier schedule in terms of their harder matchups are at home, which is an advantage. Uh, Florida is a good away team, so that may cancel out. It may not. Uh, but Arkansas has got the better pitching staff. Uh, Florida may have the better offense. Pitching usually gets you a little bit farther. Uh, Smitty, I can see why you take Florida 100%. It's, to me, those are the top two. I don't think you're wrong either way. Uh, Noah, uh, the Vols, I mean, if they can put it together, they're one of the best teams in the country. The problem is uh, we just have to see, we haven't seen them put it together in, in a couple years at the same time. If they can, you're looking on some golden value there. Yep. And for me, like Oregon, okay, I talked about Oregon State. They are your obvious favorite. They're the favorite for a reason. Oregon's got a better pitching staff, in my opinion. And getting eight to one on a team, you know, not preseason ranked top 25, I think this team. They don't have an offense, though. They could fly under the radar. Nobody in the Pac 12 has an offense. Oregon State's got a quality offense. Fine. Not powerful, but they're quality. You know, you know what I thought would be a fun bet is USC, like plus twenty two hundred. I'm not buying it. We we you said to, this last year, and they Stromberg, they have to drive Aoki, an like, hour. They have to drive know, an hour crazy. to play their home team. It's not happening. Game. Not happening. Right. It's unfortunate. Don't even put that on the airwaves. Redact that. We he did not mean that. Southern Cow is not going to do anything. They haven't since the sixties. Information. <laughs> if you believe. If you believe in the dream season, <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. They had to travel an hour down to Irvine to play. It's crazy. This team of destiny, Caden Aoki. They're dude. USC's pitching staff is really good. Oregon is really good. Where are they going to win Logan one nothing Mercado, games? Logan Mercado, <laughs> one nothing games. We'll see, guys. That's it. We're in an hour. I'm going to throw back up here these preseason yeah. rankings. Fine Get art. Your art. In. Yeah. We have more plays. We have more plays. We're just yeah, not – I'm not going to sit there and read them off. 
play by play. I've retweeted him yesterday on X. You you can find him pretty easily if you just scroll down through our our tweets. So we we've posted all of them I think to date, and you'll be able to also find them. We got to update the the bet tracker here uh, before the season, so they'll be on our website as well. Yeah, I've got to update some of mine too because yeah. I haven't done it. All right. Thank you guys for being here. This was kind of a, a rough show. We're, we'll get back in the groove. It's just long. It's also, That's all. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of information. Oh. Yeah. All right. So for the outro, a little take me out to the ball game. Cheers, boys. We'll be back next Friday.